and welcome to Emma's ESL English. Today we're continuing on our Harry Potter theme ever closer to the day of his birthday, which is the 31st of July. And today we're continuing with more phrases from the very beginning of the very first Harry Potter novel, The Philosopher's Stone. First one, the nerve of him. I suppose we could continue the nerve of him to do that thing. But quite often we just say the nerve of him. We only say the first half of it. It means, how dare you? You have no right to do something. In the book, Dursley's trying to explain to himself why he's seeing all of these witches and wizards in their crazy get-ups, their crazy outfits. And so he's trying to explain it to himself. And one of the ways he's explained that is saying maybe they're collecting for something. It's very common in the UK. We have a lot of charities here. It's very common in the UK to see people going around with collecting tins or boxes, asking people for change. It has changed quite dramatically recently because so many people are usually using their card. So they're not actually using change anymore. So this is evolving as we speak, but it's been very common to see collecting boxes when you go into shops and to see people collecting on the street. You might have something similar in your country, especially if you have an organization called the Samaritans in your country. They often collect at Christmas time. So he's seeing all these people and he thinks they might be collecting for something. They might be collecting money for something. In broad daylight, all of these folks in their weird outfits and they're standing there in broad daylight. Of course, daylight is daylight. But we put this word broad, which usually means wide. But in this case, broad daylight means total daylight. Like it's the middle of the day. When we talk about broad daylight, we're talking about the middle of the day. And usually we're using it to emphasize that something is happening that shouldn't be happening in broad daylight, right? If it's Halloween, everybody's wandering around in their outfits at nighttime very often. But if you were to be walking through the center of your city in broad daylight with your Halloween outfit, people are going to look at you a little funny. So whatever is happening, we're surprised it's happening in the middle of the day. And so we might say, look at that. And in broad daylight, too. He gazed open-mouthed. I think this one is pretty self-explanatory, but I wanted to just cover it just in case. So whenever you're looking at something really shocking or surprising, you will see it in the movies, right? People open their mouths. What? And so he's gazing open-mouthed. It means he's looking at it a lot and his mouth is open. I think it's pretty simple. You guys can figure it out. Okay, Mr. Dursley stopped dead. We use stop dead quite a lot, actually, to mean stop suddenly, stop completely. So if the car stopped dead, it means it stopped right there suddenly. We usually use stop dead to talk about a person, the movement of a person, meaning that it's happened very suddenly and possibly very surprisingly. In this case, it's definitely a surprise. And fear flooded him. Again, flooded we often use when we're talking about water. That same idea of water rushing into a place, 
that same feeling is how we're describing the fear flooding his body. So it's quite common in books to see fear flooded him, meaning the fear rushing over your body. He thought better of it. If we think better of something, it means we've had an idea, it was probably a terrible idea. We were going to act on that idea and then we thought better of it, which means we stopped ourselves and went, that's a terrible idea, I probably shouldn't do that. So we thought better of it. The grammar's wobbly around that one. It's really, I would say, an idiom. But it's pretty common when we're talking about somebody who's changed their mind about something. He snapped at her. Of course, to snap something, we might snap a stick in half. But if a person snaps at another person, it means that they're talking angrily and in a short fashion. So whatever they're saying is quite aggressive and short sentences and mean, possibly mean, but definitely not very polite. So think about when you're angry and somebody asks you for something and you might say, I'm busy. If you say it like that, then you snapped at them. It wasn't necessary. You could have said, I'm sorry, I'm busy right now, but you didn't. You said, I'm busy. And, and that's snapping at them. Okay, two more. On the contrary, it means on the other hand or another alternative way of thinking about this. So we use on the contrary quite often in our sentences when we're describing something and then we're saying this happened, on the contrary, it was this situation. Listen for it when I read it tomorrow. I think this one is a really good one when it's in the context. And the final one for today, his face split into a wide smile. Usually we use split like this when we're talking about a smile. Those two are kind of a collocation in this case. Of course, split is a little bit similar to snap. If we split something in two, we cut it in two. So we have that idea of your face separating when you smile and showing your teeth. So his face split into a wide smile. We could just say he smiled. That works. But remember, we're reading a novel here. So a lot of this language is to try and make the novel more interesting, try to give more color, more detail to the things that we're looking at. So that's why we have this more detailed expression of his face split into a wide smile. That's it for today. It was lovely to talk to you. You can email me your questions at emmasesl.english at gmail.com or you can head over to the blog at emmasesl.english.com where you can see all of this written down and maybe some additional information too. Have a great weekend. Although remember, I will be back tomorrow very briefly for a little bit of Harry Potter. See you next time. Bye.